welcome to Caller ID, the podcast where I harass one person from my 11-year-old contact list and put them through an interview and other fun games. I'm your host, Andy Rex, and today I have Kyle. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing pretty well. How's it going over there? Hey, it's going good. Sunday afternoon, I got my coffee, nice and sunny. Can't complain. I do too. There you go, there you go. Uh, what were you doing as I called? Uh, I'm actually just hanging to my house right now. Nice. Uh, Chelsea and I usually on Sunday mornings, we get up, we go and grab uh, donuts from a local shop in Salem called Ziggy and stuff. And uh, I have a couple donuts and I drink a little bit of coffee. And that's actually, I'm just hanging in the living room right now because Chelsea's actually uh, using the room because she's doing her, uh, she does like live streaming and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. What does she live stream? Um, she does like skincare stuff. And then she also plays, she was doing Animal Crossing for a bit. Now she plays some game. I think it's called like Don't Starve. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard of Don't Starve. Yeah, and she might play a couple other ones and stuff too. But honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I think I know Don't Starve for sure though, because I remember calling. She's like, I'm playing Don't Starve. Yeah. No, and and Animal Crossing is a good one too. That blew up like right as the pandemic started. I can see. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. I Literally, it was just so peaceful. Hmm. I used to tell her all the time. Can we? I, I didn't even call it Animal Crossing. I was like, can we be peaceful? <laughs> she knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, no, even like the music is peaceful and you're surrounded by woodland like animals. Like, come on, you can't, can't beat that. No, no, you couldn't beat that. I also found uh, a little secret for her to collect more cash and stuff like that so she could build things faster. So. Ooh. Look at you. I'm sure some other people have found it along, but if you go diving in the ocean, you can collect a bunch of sea creatures that are worth a ton of money in cash and then go back to the ocean, dive in, collect some sea creatures, oh. and repeat and, and do it all over again. Yeah. There you go. Hustling. <laughs> we, had, we had fun. I That's, like diving. Oh, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. It is it is cool because there's, like there's like a red otter uh, that pops up every once in a while, right? When you collect, uh, there's like a certain thing that he likes, um, and he trades you something for it. Ah, yeah, see, like that once g- a day, dude. Yeah, that game is like it's so innocent. I love it. It is. I love it. Even the music is just oh man. Like every hour it changes, but it's so like nice and calm. Oh, I never even realized that. Yeah, yeah. Every hour the 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 bell rings, and then they just change. They change the whole track, and it's just. It's just one peaceful track to the next. It's so it's that's it, probably why I never noticed because I'm in a tr- I'm in a trance. Yeah, it's peace trance. Yeah, exactly. You're just meditating, <laughs> <laughs> meditating the game. Um, <laughs> yep. Second question: What's your what donut do you get from the? What's your favorite uh, donut? <laughs> My favorite donut is a Boston cream. Mm, I'm right there with but you. I'm uh, as you know, I tend to. Uh, work out and do all those healthy things and stuff like that. So my donut Sundays is like my second cheat meal of the week. I usually have one on Saturday, one on Sunday. This is it. So I usually get four donuts when I go and I'll get two Boston cream, a blueberry nugget and a jelly filled. A blueberry nugget. Is that like a munchkin? So, but it's like, so I call it blueberry nugget, but it's actually like a full size donut, but it is Mm. like a blueberry munchkin, just full size. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, Do you ever go to Ziggy and Sons when you were in Salem? No, I actually, um, I didn't even know that that was a spot. It is a small little mom and pop shop, like right near the Hawthorne Hotel in downtown Salem. Like they're going towards like the willows and stuff like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's amazing. Yeah. I love the Boston cream all day, dude. 
I'm gonna have to try it out when I go because you know I it's been a, it's been a while since I've been to Salem and every time I go it's just it's always good it feels like it's almost like when you go back home you know what I mean it, it really yeah everyone says that when they come up here and visit they're like wow I feel like I haven't left I'm like hey, the town hasn't changed no no definitely not I mean Howling Wolf is still there still great um, still great still great i don't know if scratch kitchen is still open but that they're another one that's like mom and pop but like they make everything in-house and it's oh my god yeah that's the honestly that is the one thing that has changed though is there are so many restaurants now mm. a lot more restaurants have popped up since 2010 when i first moved here damn what's um yeah i know what's like the best new addition since you've moved oh on a that so there's this other place that opened up. It might be. It's just amazing. It's called Flip the Bird. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the fried chicken sandwiches from this place, Andy. Literally, I can I can hand down say they have a sandwich called the Nashville Hot. That it's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. Like I don't even have to really think about a lot. And I've had chicken sandwiches all over the place, especially when I was on like tour. Speak about it and stuff like that. When I'm tour quite a for quite quite a number of years. Mm. And so I and unbelievable and obviously i'm friends with jay who always wants to try fried chicken sandwiches so yeah this place yeah that's probably my favorite new addition can you what's the name of it again uh flip the bird flip the bird i'm putting that on my list i gotta i gotta try this place out oh nashville hot write that one down too nashville hot flip the bird yeah like it's like a, a a nice good chicken with like this like homemade like coleslaw but it's a different kind of coleslaw with like their mm. net their like spicy bayou sauce Ooh. damn i'm getting hungry now yeah, damn getting hungry now is it lunchtime yet oh it's past lunchtime past lunchtime past lunchtime i'm slacking um <laughs> yeah i gotta check that place out that sounds dope um so how the show goes kyle is i'm gonna put you through an interview for the first third um see if you get the job you probably will um second portion of the the show will i'll put you through a little game i wrote up for you uh get to know you a little bit better and the last portion will be a very quick one minute 10 question trivia like the ones you hear on like radio shows and stuff like that all 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 random stuff so but yeah so uh first thing i want to ask is uh you know, how do we know each other? What's what's the history? Like, how did we meet? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't remember the first time we met, but I I mean, obviously, it was Salem State. Right. Um, and I don't remember where or how or when, but I just know it was Salem State. And yep. you you were at you were at Stoco quite a bit and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you remember the first time? Do you remember? Um. Such a, like a such a peculiar thing to remember. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I we didn't. I remember like moments like I don't remember the exact moment we met, but I remember moments like when I first learned that you lived, you grew up in like the same area that I did. I remember you telling me about that. Um, Yes, I do too. I remember like one time you drove me home and we listened to like some old CDs you had like ICP and I found out that they did like, they did like a wizard, the wizard of Oz like soundtrack. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember like little various things here and there. Um, but you know, I always remember you being like a good guy, and you know, like I said before, we started recording. Like, 
you know, you guys, you, your group, of, your group that had that, that house was always very welcoming. And, you know, I mean, I was around the theater department, you know, you're in the theater department. It was inevitable. Like, you know, you get, you just meet a ton of people, like, especially in college and everything like that. Oh, so, for sure. So I'm with you. Like, I can't pick the, the, the moment, but I have all these different moments where I'm like, nah, this is. I'm chill. This All is- the different moments. Yeah. And obviously once we found out that you were from New Bedford and I was from Fall River, even mm-hmm. though we're rivals, it's still like, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh man. It's pretty because Fall River and New Bedford, they're very similar places. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, And it's like funny because I remember growing up and I'd have cousins that live in Fall River and like I lived in Fall River a little bit too. So I'm like, when I hear, when I think about the rivalry, I'm kind of like, okay, um, <laughs> like I remember me and my cousin used to get to heated debates. Cause I'd be like, I'd be sitting there like, dude, they're like the same town. And she's like, no, they're not. Fall River's way better. I'm like, no, they're literally like the <laughs> yeah, that's same. What people say from each town. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Cause if you talk to anybody in New Bedford, they're, we're the best. And I'm just kind of like, yep. dude, I'm like, but, but then I'm looking at him like, dude, but Fall River has boneheads. How can you say we're the best? Boneheads. I just had boneheads when I was back home this weekend. There you go. There you go. What'd you get, dude? What chickens did you get? I actually got the uh, message in a bottle. Mm. Um, It's like a sweeter kind of sauce, but I usually get the rock lobster ones, which is like their take on a Mozambique uh, tender. But like I literally get that every time I go. And so I was just like, I can't do it. Mm. I was like, I'm getting something different. Yeah, it's good to do that. Varieties, mm-hmm. of, varieties of spice of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boneheads bomb. Dude, boneheads is key. It's key. What's your What's your favorite uh, sauce from there? So I, I haven't been to – I don't have any of the sauces really, like, uh, known. I'm usually a barbecue guy. Um, ah. Yeah. No, I know. There's a place next to uh, my mom's, actually, called uh, um, Wings Over. Um, and they're not, wings over is good. They're good. They're good. Not as good as boneheads. Not as good, but they are good. They, they, I go to more. I get the, uh, the, uh, sweet Korean fire. That's been my, uh, that's been my go-to, uh, for that. Um, I'm usually like a, a yeah, I'm usually like a sweet and spicy kind of guy. I like them both together. Um, not, yeah. Sweet and spicy together is great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do like the that Boneheads is like menu is all just like um like rock songs. It's it's it is. It's it's actually kind of big. There's just so many varieties and flavors you could choose from. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I just I just pulled up their menu. I feel like I would love War Pigs. War Pigs is their General Sow's inspired sauce. I never tried that one. See, I love General Sao. Whenever I go to like Chinese restaurants, that's the that's my go-to. <laughs> my man, that's exactly what I get. <laughs> like, it's dude, that or every once in a while, if I'm feeling a little bit sweeter, I'll get the orange chicken. Mm, mm. Some place I love the orange chicken from like specific places because sometimes I'm just like, did you just serve me an orange? But like other times, I'm like, no, this is perfect. Like this is the right <laughs> amount of zest. The orange peels, yeah, you yeah. get those. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, they're good. They're good. So you, we said, we mentioned Salem state. Um, you know, you were a theater major, um, you know, and it's been a long, it's been a while since we, we gone to school. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. curious about, you know, what projects you've been doing, anything, you know, coming up that you've done or. Yeah. Uh, 
it's been crazy since 2013. Mm. Um, I don't even know the number of projects that I've been involved with, and uh, but as you know, I've transitioned a lot from theater to film. Mm. Um, I've done a couple of plays and stuff like that since 2017, maybe like four or five. But for the majority of everything I've been doing lately, it's all geared towards film. And uh, obviously, I went back to grad school for screenwriting and playwriting. Uh, but like I said, that's when I really started falling in love with, with film stuff more. Mm. And so I produced and directed Blood Brothers, which is coming up on a year and a half since we made that one. I can't wait for for us to finally be able to post that one publicly. Mm. Um, and then now I'm actually gearing up towards my next short film, which I believe we're supposed to be filming in June or July. I'm just trying to lock down dates and locations and stuff like that. Nice. I'm having a bunch of table reads and whatnot. And then, yeah, it's been, obviously it was a slow year for 2020 for all of us Mm -hmm. and like every field and and whatnot. But I do, yes, for some reason you can tell that filmmakers really want to get back because I have five short films that I'm acting in one pilot uh, between now and like April 30th. And wow! Then I have two more in May. Wow! Um, so quite a bit. Yeah, good for you. Quite a bit. Yeah, it went from very low to I. I you know what it is? I I literally submit for anything that looks like I can play. Mm. And I get rejected. There's a lot of rejection too. Um, but I just apply. If I see, oh, I won't be able to play that role, or I can definitely play that role. I submit. Right. I'll submit. Yeah. You know, the more submissions you put out there, the more I'm going to get cast. Exactly. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, you know? Yeah, and I, I heard that one not too not too long ago, which is like, supposedly is really common, too. Um, but it's like, it's so true. Yeah. No. So that's why, like, I think I'm, I'm staying, is because I'm literally applying for anything and everything that looks mm. like it's of somewhat, also has, like, artistic, like, integrity and stuff like that. Right. Right. What do you think caused your... Um, transition to filmmaking what about that really like spoke to you and made you say you know this is this is what i want to work with images Hmm. um a lot a lot to do with just how like cameras work and move and how i've always been a writer even though i've been an actor Mm -hmm. um and yeah there's something about like the images it's 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 more image-based moving forward show and images and i think maybe my training with like kate and always working on images and stuff like that when i finally like started focusing on like screen stuff i was like oh this seems like it's just coming to me naturally whereas like theater and the dialogue and like a lot of things you're thinking of and action based and like it's like dialogue heavy that drives the story and you have to reveal things like that mm-hmm. whereas like my brain got it but it didn't get it as fast um, I always have to work so much harder at figuring all of that out. And whereas like screenwriting and camera stuff, I just seemed like it was just like, yeah, I'm working hard to get it. But like, it's just like naturally there. Mm. Um, and I, and then, and then I honestly, obviously there's just more work. There's the, the, the theater scene around here. That's, it's pretty good. Um, right. but it's also very difficult. I'm 32 years old now. And it's very difficult to take four to six weeks of my time just for a stipend. Like, I don't have that time. Right. Right. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Whereas short films and uh, some film work, your call for a day. Oh, I booked a commercial. I'm filming on a Tuesday. That's great. I'll film my film on a Tuesday and Wednesday and then you're done and you can move on. And then there's the next one. 
Uh, so it's just like for scheduling wise, like purposes and stuff like that too, is why it ultimately just like makes sense for me. Mm. No, that's, that makes a lot of sense. And I can, I get what you're saying when you say like images, um, cause there's certain things like you just can't like, I love the, I love theater. Like I, you know what I mean? I respect it a hundred percent, but with film, it's like a different type of art. Like, like you said, like the shots, like the scenes, like I watched a uh, promising young woman last weekend and like, there were some shots. I just, it was just blown away that like, I was like, you know, like you could really only get this in a film. You could really only mm -hmm. capture this moment like in a film. So, yeah. It's so true. And sometimes theater makers capture certain moments like that on stage. And when they do, it's like, whoo, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. quite beautiful. Uh, but I actually think like, uh, I think it's going to be interesting when people see Blood Brothers and I wanted to do more, but like, I really, you know, filming is literally all about budget. Mm -hmm. Like there's only so much you can do with whatever money you have and stuff like that. And like, if I had a 50 grand budget, like we could have done more, but like I didn't. Um, right, but right. Like for what we had in the 33 minutes and stuff like that, I think people will really see like there is a lot of like theater in there, the way I direct in my style, mm. because it's just kind of it's hard not to, um, you know, do you think I, I it's don't mind having moments like that? Do you when you say that, do you mean it's more dialogue focused? No, I think moments like mm. there there's some moments that are in my opinion quite beautiful because like they seem more theatrical in the storytelling than actually like film making in the storytelling gotcha. like the way like i don't want to give out too much and stuff <laughs> like that but there's you you I, I think when people see it they'll see those moments where it's just like oh that seems like it was a theatrical moment rather than a film moment i gotcha um, mm -hmm. so for those who, who are listening and haven't heard of blood brothers yet, could you give like a quick synopsis of what, you know, the film, uh, is about what it, what, what it's surrounded about or about, uh, ugh, sorry, I'm like stumbling over my words. Um, no, just, cool. no, just like a quick synopsis of like what the, what you're, what you're going to present. So the quick log line of blood brothers is when, uh, two childhood friends grow up and one of them is released he gets out of rehab and after he's released from rehab his childhood best friend shows up mm. and tries to get him to come out and do drugs again he says no the childhood best friend unfortunately passes away and then the ghost of the best friend comes back to haunt the recovering addict and attempts to get him to relapse wow so it is centered it, it, the ghost is a both uh, a ghost and but it's uh, I mean technically the ghost is literally like just a physical manifestation of addiction mm. he is that voice that an addict would hear in their head or some addicts um, and that's 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 his goal his goal is to get his friend to relapse it, it highlights the struggles of recovery the inner voices the demons all of that stuff that comes along with addiction all true stuff yeah, I, 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 and as you, I mean, it's it's almost hard. I've been surrounded by that stuff growing mm -hmm. up in Fall River. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like New Bedford it can be also the same way, um, where there's just addiction in all sorts of forms around mm -hmm. us. Um, and so I think that's why that story, like, I had that story idea a while ago, but I couldn't quite figure it out. And then there was this one day I was hanging with someone, and, like, the dots connected, the mm. dots connected where I was like, oh, that's the story. The friend needs to come back from the dead because originally he was alive and it wasn't working. It just seemed like another story, like another story about a friend trying to get his friend to do drugs. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah just, like everyone, this has been done before. 
Right. No, it's it's definitely like something that we don't really see too much of, like mm-hmm. watching a character die, but just for them to come back and t- t- to just uh, not invoke, but to uh, persist in somebody's vices. Yes. Yeah. That's... Yes. And of course, you you can easily see too in, in it my influences of a nightmare in Elm Street in a sense that like Freddy Krueger is killed and comes back in your dreams, whereas this guy is killed and I mean, he dies and he comes back, but it's real life, but it's like very similar. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that like I am a Freddy fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you not be? That's such a <laughs> such a terrifying concept. Like, I can't even go to mm-hmm. sleep. Like, dude, what the it's hell? It's so good. Yeah, it and is. I always try to put myself like back into 1984 when it first came out, and I'm just like, I can only imagine how freaky that first movie was. Oh my god, I know. I, it's it's just yeah, because like you watch all these like horror icons that are like, you know, when you're awake, like they're scary, they chase you down, all this stuff. But like this dude catches you when you're the most vulnerable. <laughs> you can't escape him. No, no, definitely not. I mean, even just like. My first introduction to that like film was or series was uh Freddy versus Jason. So it was a little like mm. it was a little more comical, but it was still like holy crap, like this is crazy. Um Yeah, and they definitely get more comical as the series goes on. So I'm surprised you that. Uh, did you watch that at Soko? I, I there was a point in time where like literally if someone came into Soko and had not watched the Nightmare on Elm Street, me, Luke, and like someone other person would always sit down with whoever those people were and watch all of them. I watched so many of Nightmare on Elm Street that Stoko was ridiculous. I don't doubt we've. We, I don't doubt that we may have watched that. I don't at all. I know we watched mm-hmm. Walking Dead when that was big. I remember there was oh, a few yeah. Walking Dead I nights. Do. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but um, that that's like very interesting that that that. Uh, that inspired you like that's really cool um what was like the hardest part in showcasing uh drug addiction i didn't want it to be fake um Mm. i didn't it's so hard because when i was making it i was always just like i don't want this to be fluff and I also don't want this to be a PSA. Mm. This is not a public service announcement. Um, I wanted it to be a slice of life for these characters, and I didn't want it to be like just you know. It's really just a PSA. I didn't. That was the hardest. Was continuously like looking at it and saying like, "Is this real? Mm. Is this is this effective? Is this making sure that I'm doing justice to like these characters in the world that I'm not trying to tell people." what to do. I'm not trying to give these like overhanded messages of like, don't do drugs or don't do this and don't do that. Right. Uh, that's not what I, it's not, it's not what I was intended. So that was probably the hardest is like always staying on track and making sure that that doesn't happen. Right. Um, and it, and it never did. It never crossed into it. I think because I, we worked it with the, the actors were incredible. Um, so everything just like, came together and stuff like that in terms of like developing the story when it came to filming itself oh my goodness what a week oh and it was my first film so i mean there were just so many logistical things i mean sometimes even just finding locations but i mean we had some crazy shots and stuff like that and so one of the hardest parts of of making the film itself was literally just getting everything we had done wow it was a 23 page script and unfortunately i only had a budget for five days 
Um, and which is like for some scripts that's manageable, but like literally my script had so many different locations. There was eight main characters. We had a day where there was like 20 extras. We had a crew of like 15 to 20 people. Like everyone was literally working like nonstop for the entire week, um, in order to like get this done. And like, thank the Lord up above that I cast Alex Bertanko and Sam Lewis as my leads who are my great friends who weren't just actors that didn't know me because they were literally up with me. And stayed awake and and did everything that we had to do to get ready for the next day. I would have never been able to make that film if I didn't have those two guys as my lead actors helping me every night. And my buddy Brandon who came with them. Um, I mean, everybody came together and stuff like that, and they all did their part. Right. Those guys were literally – like we stopped filming at like 11 o'clock. Those guys were literally up with me until 3.30, and both of them were ready to go the next day at 8 or 9 o'clock when we had to wake up. Wow. Like actors aren't supposed to do that. <laughs> no, but like friends are. No, no. Like, don't hire an actor and ask them to do all that. Like, yeah. that's you're not supposed to. Yeah. But that's a that's something I think that can transcend the the like career aspect of like an actor is like, you know, he you know, you guys are friends and like I like when mm-hmm. I hear things like this. Like it, it transcend it transcends that. Like it goes way beyond that. Um. Yeah, they wanted to make a you know they wanted to make a great film. Exactly. And they knew all the work that I had to do. And I also got, I also, what happened is also my uh, costume designer, props master, and set designer literally told me they couldn't do the film two days before we started shooting. Jesus. So not only did I have to produce and direct, I literally had to worry about all that stuff as well. So like I was, yeah, it was, it was a stressful week. No, I can do, I can just hear it. Like having all those people, having all those like positions, those hats to wear, like that is, that is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I think I lost literally like 10 pounds that week. I got a couple <laughs> more grays in my head. No. Hey, that's your baby, <laughs> man. That's your baby right there. That it pro- is. You know? When um when can we expect to see Blood Brothers? Honestly, I am hoping fall of twenty twenty one. So I don't know if the festival seasons are gonna. I know uh, there might be a way to show it earlier. Um, I gotta look into it. But I know festival seasons. I don't know if they're gonna get pushed back because of what's been happening and stuff like that. But usually, you can submit stuff around May June for fall festivals. After mm-hmm. fall festivals are over, you can post it because it's been all. So I am honestly hoping like sometime around fall or winter of ne- this year, which is a while away still. That's going to be two years from when we filmed it. Um, and, and so, but I honestly am hoping that, you know, and obviously knock on wood, we hope we do well in festivals and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's definitely when. Dude. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see it. It sounds like, you know, you have a, you have quite a lot of passion for it. You worked really hard for it, and it's about a subject that everybody needs to be aware of, for sure. Um, yeah. No, I can't wait to see it, man. That's going to be dope. Um, thank you, thank you. No, no problem. You wear a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats. I try. Yeah. <laughs> what else am I going to do? <laughs> I tell people all the time, I don't know, I'm 32. This is what I've been doing. Like, I have to keep like doing all this stuff now. I just like growing I just like learning mm. more. Sometimes it could become a problem because I'll give up on things because I'm like, oh, I feel like I got a hang of that. So let me try like doing something else. But you can't really ever get a hang of all this stuff. Mm. Yeah, but it's good to it's Too good to like to learn. 
Yeah, but it is good to like dip a little bit into everything. You know what I mean? Get that little mm-hmm. get, get experience. If you could only pick one hat to wear, what would you wear? I honestly don't know. I don't think I could pick. Yeah, that's tough. I love acting. Mm. It's my first, it's the reason I, it's the first thing I've ever done in the arts. So it's like always going to have a special place in my heart. I really enjoy writing because I could just do it. You can't tell me not to do it. Like I could just go sit in a room and write. And I'm really starting to enjoy the directing. Um, they're all so different. I don't know if, yeah, that's it. I wouldn't want to. My ultimate goal is eventually within about a decade or so is like I would actually like to produce. Hmm. I want to own like my own production company like my buddy Evan does and help people make their films and also make my films and stuff like that as well. But I want like I would love to have a production company. So I think that's why I'm always learning all this stuff is like that. That's the goal. I think that's probably maybe will eventually become my favorite hat. Is being able to be like, you know what? I can assemble this team for you. Let's make this movie. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's that's and that's why I started APM. And yeah, we're very small. We only have one film, and we're gonna have our second and stuff like that. But I'm I'm learning as I go. Yeah, no, that's what it is. It's you know you have to start. You got to start somewhere. You starts mm-hmm. with starts with learning. You know for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, is there anybody you would love to work with? Like any like big Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Dwayne you. Dwayne the Rock. Um, no, uh, there are so many people. I obviously like he's one of my biggest. Um, I mean, the guy's he's just awesome. He um, is because he's not just like he, a good personality. He's like a genuinely good guy too. Yes, he's. I I always talk about it. He is literally going to go down in history as like one of the greatest entertainers of our generation. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, you might not say he's the greatest actor of our generation, but you can't deny that he's not one of the greatest entertainers of our generation. Oh, of course. Um, but uh, uh, if I had to, it would probably be my favorite actor, which is Tom Hanks. Okay. That's a good choice. If I did have to, to work with someone, yeah, it would probably be Tom. Dude, I, I watched uh, Catch Me If You Can. Uh, it's on Netflix. I have to watch. That's like one of the ones I haven't watched yet. Oh, you got it, dude. You got to watch it. Him and Leo... It, are great yeah leo's great too dude that was a pair i didn't know i i needed until i saw it until they gave it to i'm me. gonna that's that i'm jumping that up to the list it was so it used to be on amazon prime i think and i remember like telling chelsea i was like chelsea i was like i gotta watch this before it gets off and literally the day i went to go watch it they took it off the day before <sighs> and i was like no i was like it's good like no. chelsea catch me if you can and then and then i know that i recently saw it they just added it to netflix so Dude, hop That's probably why. Hop on it. I was a friend of mine put it on for me, and I we watched it. And by the end, I was just like, "Why haven't? Like, why is this? It's such a under. It's one of those underrated classics. Like, great, like great starring leads. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not. It's not talked about at the. T- I mean, I don't know about it at the time, but it's just not talked about a lot. And it's like, it should. It is, and it's based on a true story too. I didn't know it was based on a true story. Yeah, no, it's based on a it's based on a real real life person who. Uh, it's, yeah. And, it uh I, it kind of reminds me of Wolf of Wall Street, especially okay. especially like Leo, and like when you see it, you can be like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, no, Leo, Leo's fantastic. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to watch that. Tom Hanks, I'm guessing, plays the cop chasing Leo. Yes, and he does such a good yeah. job. He's just a law and order kind of guy. He played the cop. He played Woody, the sheriff, in Toy Story. He's just a... <laughs> Tom Hanks is just amazing. There's no... It's, it's the most natural, like, person on, on camera, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And he's got such a good voice, too. Like, he's a really good, like, specific voice. Yeah, and there's just genuineness um, about him, too. I think Denzel and him are very similar. Ooh, that's a movie I'd like to they, see. That right? Wouldn't that be those those two they they are both just so like genuine. Like they're just there. They're yeah. so present. Yeah. Honestly, I could get scolded by Denzel Washington and it'd probably be a great day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, my buddy Donnie was uh an extra in a Denzel and he was in a Denzel movie. Um I forget what the name of it was. It was the one they filmed in Boston. And he was in a scene where Denzel was, and he was, like, completely, like, struck. Completely. Oh, I would be, too. He is such a – oh, man. He probably has such a, like, great, like, presence, like, when you see him. Oh, he's... oh that's what he said. That's what he said. He literally was like Denzel would walk into the room, and he kind of would, like, talk to the crew, like, Denzel. And he's just like that, – that, he's just like, whoa. Yeah. His presence was, like, just like, Whoa. That's out of this world like, you couldn't even put it into words wow that's awesome mm -hmm. he has a new movie come, came out too it's uh him jared that looks leto. Good with leto yeah 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 rami malik yeah that's that's on my radar because because i'm not i'm like i ah, man like i haven't like seen like other than like promising young woman i haven't seen any good like new movie releases yet so any little thing, I'm just like, dude, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I want to watch that. But this, like, genuinely looks really good. Um, Kyle, a genie calls you a derogatory slur. Make a wish in 10 seconds or you die. Oh. I don't even know. That's a tough one. That's a right on the spot. Make a wish. Okay, you're dead. You died. It's been tough. I'm dead. You died. I'm dead. You died. You died. I don't even know what that, that's a, a wish. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of. Do people answer that question in 10 seconds? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, no. Was, I, the last person I asked this got caught up when I said, uh, when I said he called you a derogatory slur. They were like, wait, what? He called me a what? <laughs> I heard that. I was trying to connect the dots, and I was like, make a wish or I die. I don't want to die. <laughs> Imagine that you rub you you find a bottle right a lamp you rub it genie comes out not only <laughs> insults you and then says make a wish or die You're like what <laughs> so much has happened in the last three seconds I can't even process the next ten no no it's impossible oh that's good do you have a wish like well, a um... like a legitimate wish no no death no death. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like my wishes are always just like those generic, like basic uh, yeah. wishes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? More like, money, why can't more we all wishes. Get along. More yeah. money. Yeah. Not even more money. Just like I don't know. I wish that. <laughs> you know, if I would probably go on a, like a Jay Conley type of wish, and I would honestly just wish that like every morning people could look in the mirror and just say, "Let's just do better." Mm. Wise words. You know? Wise words. I like it's, that. I mean, it's, it's kind of what I've been doing for for a while now. Mm. Um. 
So yeah, that would probably be it. Because you can wish for all these money, like, but it's not going to really solve anything. But if you wish that someone looked in the mirror and just started saying, like, let's just do better, mm. that's when things could change. Yeah. It's inside first. So, yeah. That's those wise 32-year-old words right there. there you wouldn't have go. gotten those back in the Stoko days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd probably be like, look in the mirror and call yourself a jackass. <laughs> I'd be like, thanks, Kyle. I mean, you're not wrong. I would have been, especially me at the time, I would have been like, yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Damn. Damn. All right, you ready to play a game? Yeah. Okay, so this, this game is pretty simple. Have you ever heard of an old Disney Channel show called The Jersey? No, I've never heard of that one. All right. It's an old school one back in the 90s. Live action. It featured four uh, athletic kids who found a magical jersey. And every time they put it on, they would be transported into the body of a famous athlete like Tony Hawk or uh, one of the Manning brothers. I think it was Peyton. Um, and so they'd be it'd be like Quantum Leap. They'd go into the body for an episode. And until they learned a lesson, you know, they would be stuck there. So... I have in front of you a list of uh, figures, characters, whatever. Uh, so I'll give you the subject, and you'll tell me whose body you would want to spend for a day in relation to that subject. Okay. All right. Okay. That's actually, I'm actually going to look that up. Uh, I was a Nickelodeon kid, but I'm going to look that up on Disney because that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was definitely it was definitely interesting, I, especially like with the whole focus on uh, athletes because it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz it's like something that like people like me who I'm not really like into the into the sports world like I can watch it and be like, "Oh, that's that's dope." And kind of learn a little bit more. But um you know, just like the jersey, let's start with a famous athlete. Who would you be if you could be an athlete for a day? This is going to be so boss out of me, but uh, for sure, Tom Brady. Oh, there you go. Uh and the reason why is I would honestly like I I want to understand what inside his brain makes him continuously want to do better. Like talk about like looking in the mirror and saying, how can we do better? Like, how is it that after 21 years and all these championships and all like, like the guy still, there's still something inside of him that keeps saying like, let's keep doing better. Mm. Um, and like, and you can see what it does to the people around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that <laughs> I know generic new England. No, but, it would have to be. No, hey, I mean, especially because he's going to the Super Bowl, right? Him and the Buccaneers. He's going to his tenth Super Bowl. Dude, see that? How can you? There's no like. It's one of those things where there is no. It's not a coincidence. He moved to the Buccaneers, and now the Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. No, you know that's no, not a, not at all. No, so you know, I, I even if it is a typical New England thing, every right that answer has every right to stand. Um. I, I agree. I, I'm not like a big like sports guy, but like, come on. Like I, I've seen it with my own eyes, like the, the impact that this one man has had on, like you said, not only yeah. the people around him, but like us, like our generation of people growing up watching him. Yeah. And if I was more of a basketball fan, I probably would have said Michael Jordan or, or, or Kobe. Or yeah. You know yeah. I, mean? I probably would have said one of those guys, but I'm more, I'm a football fan. Yeah. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. I, I actually heard, uh, 
like horror stories about Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson, obviously. Yeah, both. <laughs> both, yeah. No, but Michael Jordan from like the Last Dance documentary. I've heard like. Yeah, that documentary is great. Yeah. No, it's. I gotta. I gotta watch it specifically for Dennis Rodman. Oh, you should definitely watch that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's on the list. Um. So next up, we have a character from any work of fiction. Oh boy, a character from any work of fiction. Oh, I'm trying to think of like my favorite. Uh, it'd probably be like um, maybe between Arnold from Hey Arnold. Oh. Let's go. Um, <laughs> or Tony Soprano from Tony from The Sopranos. Okay, all right. Um, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos, um, just because the way he goes about life and his mind and like I don't know if you know, but I originally went to school to become a counselor. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until I was like twenty-one, my three years into community college, where I finally switched from counseling and everything to theater. Mm. Um, and so I've always been fascinated with like the human mind and, and he is, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but like his brain of like always trying to do good, but like, clearly he's in a life that you can't, um, it's quite fascinating. That is, And then Arnold, because it's, it's Arnold, <laughs> it's literally like the one human being in the world. Like he, I, I, that's my, it's my favorite show of all time. Mm. Um, he's like a paragon. So, he is a true paragon. Like. Always doing the right thing. Always. Yeah. So wise beyond his years, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's written by adults. But, like, I don't know. Just the whole the whole thing. I, I Yeah, he'd, he'd be it for sure. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm with – the minute you said oh, – you said Arnold, and I was like, wait a minute. And then you said, hey, Arnold. And I was like, yes, that's, that's the one. <laughs> that's the fucking one. Even yes. when he does wrong, he does it for the right reasons. That's the kind of person yes. that – that's the kind of person that Arnold is. His ends always justify yeah. the means. Or the whatever. Yeah, the it's is. literally. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, like when we talk about, it, it's definitely my favorite cartoon of all the time. But it's literally up there for like one of my my favorite shows of all time. It's mm. that and The Sopranos. Like the, those two, I don't know which one to choose. No, you can you can have two answers. All good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we have a famous director. Probably Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Who? What is? He directed uh, Black Swan, mm. um, The Fountain, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you ever saw, seen seen any of those. I've seen Black Swan. I've seen Black Swan, and it's like such a it's a huge movie, like cinematography movie for sure. Like all the shots. So all of his films move in his style and way and like i like to think that a lot of his movies are also very theatrical in the storytelling Mm. um and but yeah probably him i just like the way that he works the camera and works his images and stuff like that i would like to to understand how to piece together things like that because i'm still learning all that stuff Mm -hmm. um so yeah probably probably him for sure he does a good job at building a mystery too Cause like in Black Swan, oh, yeah. like especially in Black Swan, I remember it's like the the whole movie. Like you kind of you think you know what's going on, and then you realize like it's it's like it's a mystery. You have to like watch it again to to piece together what's what's real, what's not. 
Yeah, but at the same time, like, wouldn't it be pretty cool to be able to see inside Steven Spielberg's mind? To Steven Spielberg's mind? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Like, like, ah, like, that's such a different, like, the, the, the Darren Aronofsky is more of, like, the, but, like, Steven Spielberg is more of, like, dang, the movies that he's made. Oh, yeah. The creativity, the epicness, like, to, to see, like, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's like um, he's like the Stephen King of. Mm, eh, I take it back. I was gonna say he's like the Stephen King of film because he's just he's had so much like good works under his name, but. I mean, kind of in a sense. I mean, I get it. That was more of a comment towards Stephen King than Steven Spielberg. If I'm gonna be honest, with you. <laughs> I read a I read a book from Stephen King recently, and I was like, "There's a lot of n words in here. I think I'm gonna put this down." <laughs> oh yeah, some of his older stuff. Or... Oh, it's like. It's like kind of tough. It's like kind of tough to read through because you you read through it and you're like, it's definitely a product of its time. But then you're kind of like, oh, yeah. that, that that time was kind of disgusting. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, let's switch gears because uh, Stephen King kind kind of dragged it down a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> what's uh, what's an animal you'd love to be for a day? Yeah, oh, that one's easy. I already know this answer because I thought about it all the time. It's definitely a sea turtle. Ooh, okay. The the same one saved by Arnold and his grandma. Oh, Lockjaw? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that would I would like to be Lockjaw because he got to experience the aquarium and then he got thrown into the sea. Yeah. And he got some sick so, cats. But yeah, definitely I people ask it's always like the if I could be an animal, I, I always say like it would be a sea turtle. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Finding Nemo when I first. Maybe it's just me being at the aquarium when I was like eight years old and seeing that turtle in a tank in Boston. And like my fascination and love for turtles literally started from the moment I saw that turtle in the Boston Aquarium. That's awesome. Just so chill. Oh, dude, sea turtles are chill, and they live. They live. They have a long life too. Like yeah, supposedly 150 to 200 years or something like that. Yeah, that's a long life. That's pretty damn cool. That is pretty dope. They've seen more shit than we've ever seen in our life. Oh, boy. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but sea turtles, dope, dude. Sea turtles, dope. They're they're like one of those creatures that can swim for long periods of time and be out of water for long periods of times too. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating creatures. Oh, yeah. What's a deity you would like to be for a day? <laughs> Oh man, I don't even know. Yeah, it's that one. I, uh, I never literally have been asked that question. <laughs> never even <laughs> that question. But never even thought about that question, man. <laughs> I like to be the Abrahamic God because then you could look down at all these different branches you created and be like, yeah, "This is a big tree." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I would take too long to answer that question. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I just sit here forever trying to think. I've literally never heard that. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. There's so many, like, it's it's like, do you go Greek? Do you go Norse? Do you go fucking, it's tough. Um, I feel like if anybody picks Zeus, you picked wrong no matter what, because why would you want all those fucking kids? Like, all that un- unpaid just, yeah. child support. Like. <laughs> Why'd you want to deal with that in shit? 2021. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? Nope. Actually, I can't imagine. Nope. <laughs> um, have you, uh, what is a, uh, historical figure that you would like to be for a day? 
Hmm. Huh, historical figure that I'd like to be for a day, huh? Uh, would it be pretty cool to be Einstein? Ooh. That'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool, right? That would be pretty dope. That's another mind, like Steven Spielberg, like it'd be very interesting to to That be. mind is a little I have I'm I am not a math kind of thinking like that. I just my brain doesn't even comprehend stuff like that. Yeah. Um that'd be pretty cool. Um that's that's the first thing I could think of right now. No, that would be dope. Um, I know I have I have to think longer. There's probably more, a uh, better choice, but that one came to mind. No, Einstein's dope. He's discovered the theory of relativity. That's pretty, that's mm-hmm. fucking, that's fucking awesome. E equals MC squared, bro. You'd be that guy. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be that guy. I'd like to think that like after this, after each day, you take a little bit of that person with you. Like if you were Einstein, mm-hmm. you'd come back to Kyle and you'd like, you'd be, you'd like, you'd be like, whoa, I'm like. I understand science a lot better now. Yeah. Well, I, you know, as a theater guy, like when it, I think it'd be pretty cool too to like maybe be Shakespeare for a day. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like the day he was writing like Hamlet or something like that. Holy shit. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty dope. Cause then, wow. Imagine like you you woke up in his body, like you said, like writing Hamlet, one of his most famous works. That's dangerous. Cause then you could just rewrite it. Oh yeah, I would change the entire two beer not to be monologue. Oh really? That that... Nah, nah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go on a long tangent about how people have just heard it a million times, so I would switch it up so people can enjoy it again. But like that, mm. that monologue is too great to let. That's why it's been done a million times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> I'd write it so that Ophelia just, just didn't drown. I, I always thought that was oh, I... so sad. So sad. So sad. I just have her move to another city. I'd say she picked up her bags well, and she's yeah. fucking dip. So fuck this shit. Yeah, different, 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 a little different there. <laughs> I'm not a writer, so <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, what is this? Is an interesting one. I wrote, I wrote this one down, and I'm like, do I ask this? Do I not? What's a city you'd like to be for a day? That's a tough one because a city isn't a independent thinking creature but a city that i'd like to be for a day huh i like to imagine that you're like an omnipotent god for a day but you can only stay in one city and you can just see all of all all, everything that's going on oh boy um that's big Wow, I don't even know. What would you be? I'd be LA. I think I would never. LA? I would never be bored. I mean, not now. I think maybe a year and a half ago, I'd like to be LA. I feel like I could never be bored. I feel like if I was like an omnipotent thing, looking at every little thing, man, like every corner, I'd be like, whoa, that's a homeless guy getting a blowjob. Whoa, that's a uh, <laughs> that's a restaurant on fire. This is crazy whoa yeah that would be i feel like maybe a, a city or town maybe in like italy too would be pretty cool Ooh, yeah mm. and you could like look in on all these all the people like that bake and cook and be like oh those that's all right let me drop this down in there my we head. go that's how they do it yep oh. there we go ah. yeah i actually saw um 
a it was like Zach Efron, I think. He traveled around the world. Um and there was an episode where they went to Italy and he was like literally on the verge of tears when he tried their food. I was like, damn, is it, it was so good. Yeah. He was like, dude, this is so good. He also talks about how like he spent his fitness career being taught that like uh, you eat more proteins and less carbs and like people in Italy, I guess, naturally live longer because they their diet is a like, kind of the opposite where they eat more carbs, but less protein. And he like, Definitely, yeah. yeah, and he like ate it, like their food and he like started crying because he's like, I haven't had like good carbs in a long time. And it's just like, oh I, boy. Yeah. He's like, I spent my whole life like with this whole fitness regime in my head. And this is just like a whole other like lifestyle I never considered. And I was like, damn. Game changer. Yeah. I was like, damn, if food makes you cr- like, if that food made you cry that easily, like sh- I need to try it. Like. Definitely. Oh, it, it, Jake Conley cries from food sometimes. <laughs> I've been with him a number of times, man, where he'll just look up and you can see the tears forming in his eyes. It's so good. Damn. That's how you know it's good. Yep. That's how you know it's good when it, when it makes you cry. All right. We got a free-for-all. You can be anyone, anything, any time period, fiction, nonfiction. Who would you be for a day? Mm. 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 Um, boy, uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty cool to be uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> there you go, full circle. Let's go, baby. <laughs> full circle. I, I, like I don't know, just for a day to see, like I, I don't know, that's pretty pretty cool. Nah, hey, I'm with it. Uh, would maybe be, back, dude. maybe back in his WWE days, like Ooh. coming out here in the the crowd, Royal Royal Rumbles tonight. So, dude, coming out. In the mat, in any of his matches against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, boy. oh, Stone Cold would be pretty cool too. When you come out and they, all you hear is a da na da na That glass breaking is unreal. Yeah, I, on a, a a previous guest of mine talked about it. And we were saying like you know you've hit big when all you get is that glass breaking and the crowd goes wild. Like all you need is that one sound and everybody knows wild. who you are. Yeah, dude, dude. Man, I love Stone Cold. I just something about him. I fuck, I love that guy. I wish he never got hurt. Yeah, I know. Me too. I wonder if he never got hurt. Him and 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 maybe that would have kept The Rock in wrestling a little bit longer because mm. they had such a good feud going on. I think. So I, I think out of all the the feuds I've seen, that's the best feud. Like to this, it was day. an amazing one. Yeah. It was so good. And it was like, and it's tough too, because like you, they're two personalities. Like you really can't like hate either of them. Like you kind of root nope. for both of them. Yeah. They're both good in their own way for sure. Oh both yeah. In their own way. Oh yeah. No. Oh. Um, but those are pretty good picks. Those are really good picks. Um, the rock is just, especially the rock, man. Like you, you really, you can't go wrong with him. You can't go wrong. Own tequila. He's a family man. Global superstar. Probably the biggest star on planet Earth. Dude, I, I, can't, I believe it. And even his story is good, too. I forget the name of his production company. It's like, is it seven bucks, five bucks, six bucks? It's like seven, all, Yeah, seven bucks production. Seven bucks production, yeah. Like the story, just behind the name, like the story behind the name is just phenomenal. Like he's such a good... Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I know people always say like, well, he had his dad in the wrestling business, but his dad wasn't someone who handed things to people. Like his no. dad made him 
do what everyone else would have to do. And if you, you were good enough, then great. Right. Like his dad isn't like exactly like the the thing about Dwayne Johnson is that and the thing about wrestling is that while you do need to be athletic, you have to have a good personality. You have to have great yeah. charisma. You have to be confident. And these aren't things that The Rock's dad can just give to him. These are things that mm-hmm. he's either born with or he works with. Like, And he's worked with. Because remember when he first started wrestling, he was a part of the Leaf Domin- uh, the Nation of Domination. Mm. And he was just like a – and, and he actually became The Rock because he supposedly was, like, tired of being, like, just a nobody. Like, he wanted to be The Rock. Right. Um, and so that, like, slowly formed because of who he was naturally. Yeah. He always knew, like, I'm much bigger than just some sidekick in a group. Right. Yeah. And he was. And he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he definitely is. Yo, def- like, who's in that group? What What are their names? <laughs> it was him, um, Farouk, uh, oh, there's a few more, too. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, it's kind of funny with, uh, even with Stone Cold, because Stone Cold was like a hot, like, his persona was not the rattlesnake when he first started. No, it's, yeah, it was pretty lame. It was like Hollywood or something. Like, he had like a long, mm-hmm. he had long blonde mullet. It's It works way, yep. the whole rattlesnake persona works way better. Um, but yeah, that's it for the jersey. Uh, that was a good season. Uh, let us move on to the last part of the show. It's going to be a quick one minute, 10 question trivia. Um, oh boy! <laughs> all, all. I got your view, so here we go. <laughs> so, um, if you uh, if you come across a question you don't know, say pass. We'll come back to it if we have time at the end. Um, if you get it wrong, I'll just say you're wrong, and then you have a chance to answer again. If you get it wrong, I say pass, just to keep it moving quickly. Um, and if you get it right, I'll just move on to the next question. So if I, you know, if you just hear me saying another question, that's how you know you got it right. Um, okay. I'll start the timer after I read the first question. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What is the abbreviation for Sergeant? SGT. Then this number tells the postman where to deliver your mail. PO. Um, uh, zip code. Nope. This number tells the postman where to deliver Adam. your mail. Yep. This marine animal has the head of a horse, a tail of a monkey, and swims upright. A uh, seahorse. The abbreviation for television. TV. The body's messaging system. Also, if someone's bothering you, he's getting on yours. Email? Nope. Oh, no. Body's messaging system. Okay. What is the sixth planet in our solar system? Saturn? Nope. Jupiter? Yep. Comedic siblings, Jake and Elwood, played by John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, are more commonly referred to as who? The Blues Brothers. How many lines are in a limerick? Ooh. Uh, pass. Who released the album Station to Station, Low Heroes, and Aladdin Sane in the 1970s? Uh, Led Zeppelin? Nope. Uh, Ground control to Major Tom. Uh, I should know that. Uh, pass. Imaginary line circling the Earth, which measure the distance north or south from the equator. Is it circumference? No. Uh, but no, um, uh, there's altitude, longitude. It's a tattooed. I'll give it, I'll give you the, it's a tattooed. Longitude. No, the opposite. Altitude. You have the letters right. Latitude. 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 
Uh, you got six right. Not bad. Not bad. Wow. Ah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> altitude. Altitude is when you go up. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking pressure in the air, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, you had the let. You were right there with the letters. If you just move that L I, before the A, you would have. Yeah. Nailed Longitude it. and latitude, yeah, altitude. Yeah. What a jackass. <laughs> I was like, how can I hint him? Tattooed. You have a t- it's a tattoo. <laughs> right. um, what was the band's name? The band for... Uh, oh, Ground shit. Control. Oh, David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. David yep. Bowie. Um, so the other two... Uh, question five: The body's messaging system. Also, if someone's bothering you, he's getting on your nerves. 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 Uh, question eight: How many lines are in a limerick? Five. Mm. But not bad. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. Nice. Noish. 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 And there we go. That was it. That's caller ID. Oh, cool. That's caller ID, baby. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. No, of course. Yeah. No, that was that was that was fun. That was a good combo. Yeah. No, it was it was a good time. I can't wait to see uh Blood Brothers. Can't wait can't wait till the till the release date. I hope hope you f- you kick ass at those uh festivals. Cause it's what we, it's what we have our fingers crossed for. Yeah. No, I, I, I believe in you guys. You guys definitely you've always you've definitely sound like you have so much passion for it. Like it's like I can't wait to see it. Especially like, thank you, thank you. especially growing up in the area, like you know, you know how it is. Of course, and you're gonna enjoy seeing all those Salem State people as well. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh man, I know it's been such a long time, but um, yeah. But that concludes today's episode with Kyle. Uh, you guys can follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts on uh, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Caller ID Pod. I think I have to double check, but you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Kyle, do you have anything else to say to the audience before we go? No, thank you for listening. Awesome. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day.